you will join us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. Do you ever notice that sometimes when I do that, I try and emphasize different words you to emphasize, try and change the meaning? Yeah, it's never, it's never consistent. Because <laughs> it's like one day maybe I'll find like the magic combination of emphasis that makes it like a totally different thing. I mean, there aren't many options and I don't, I feel like Welcome. there's an objective winner. Which is just the way that you speak in English. Everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. But sometimes it's like, I got to change it up. You know, maybe about the celebrities you don't. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. a nice one. I don't think it's a nice one. Okay. It's Friday. <laughs> oh my God, fry yay. It's fry yay. And we're ready to party and answer some calls. But before we do, we we pulled on ourselves and forgot a segment on Tuesday. Oh, so, dang. We have to revisit because, as you said before we started recording, there aren't many weeks left, so we we have to do this. We forgot Bradley Cooper Presents a Podcast Segment is Born. <clears throat> oh my god, I lost my voice in the middle of that. We <laughs> forgot Bradley Cooper Presents a Podcast Segment is Born starring Lady Gaga. Um, so we have to do that. Oof, what a what a breath of... What a breath of air you got to take to say that said name. Um, so what is new in the world of A Star is Born? In the world of A Star is Born. Presented by Bradley Cooper. Uh, there was a long piece in the Chicago Tribune that was sort of like a profile of Bradley Cooper, but specifically like a mini profile about his relationship to this movie. And he talks about how Clint Eastwood was originally attached to this movie a long time ago. If you are a real stan, you knew that already. Yes. And then Clint Eastwood was like, I don't want to do this. I want to make an American Sniper, which is the straightest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Like, I don't want to do <laughs> I don't want to do a Star is Born starring Beyonce. I want to do American Sniper. So he did that. And originally, Bradley Cooper said no to the role of whatever the hell his name is. Bradley Cooper was like, I'll take it. And right. in doing so, listen to this. Listen to all of... First of all, I, I always forget that Bradley Cooper is sober, and obviously the uh, the character he plays in *A Star Is Born* is an addict, so it's like I have to do this and blah blah blah. It's sort of like it's very mm-hmm. intense emotionally for me mm-hmm. specifically. But I love this line. Cooper says he had a hunch his version would work. "Quote: The first time I met Stephanie, and then Chicago Tribune adds Lady Gaga in parentheticals love at her it. house. I said, I'm thinking about this movie." Okay, first of all, he just is casually over at Lady Gaga's house, and she doesn't know why. And then he says, I'm thinking about this movie. I saw you perform at the Cancer Benefit last night, and you did La Vie en Rose, which blew my mind. And by the way, I'm thinking about putting that song in the movie, so I want you to sing. Yeah, I want you to sing that song. She sings it at the gay bar, right? Her response to all this, she goes, are you hungry? Which is, don't forget, she's an Italian girl. I'm Italian. Well, I'm Italian. I'm Italian, so. I'm just an Italian girl. I'm Italian girl. I'm Italian. Oh, he don't said you yes. It. While they were eating, he said, before we go any further, would you want to sing a song? Because if this doesn't work, there's no reason to waste your time. They sang Midnight Special at Lady Gaga's piano, and he knew beautiful. she was the, the woman who was meant for the role. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love their friendship. I have a feeling that they hate each other now and that after it wins all the Oscars, it's they're going to be able to let that show. I honestly don't think so. I think they're both the same type of like crazy passionate person. No, I, and and exactly. Feed... I think that they butt heads No, together. but I don't think that they – no, no, no. I don't think so. I think it's this weird like she loves like 
like a muse, like a like someone to call to say like I'm inspired by da da da. Like mm-hmm. she loves going around being the muse and having a muse and doing that whole thing. And I think he loves the attention on her. And he on just him loves Lady well. Gaga. And what is Bradley Cooper like in person? Bradley Cooper is an incredible actor, incredible director, and absolutely incredible friend all the way around. I'm so excited for people to see his talent. When she has someone who's like she loves their vision, she kind of just goes with it. Yeah, like Tony. Like Tony. Did you see Tony released an album with some other uh, with, woman with Diana Krall, yeah. and the cover is them like practically cheek to cheek? Did you notice that they're not cheek to cheek though? Had their they're cheeks like touched? Eyelash to eyelash. Yeah, had their cheeks touched, like gay people would have rioted in the streets. I mean, Gaga would have quit this whole entire thing and just ran yeah. to Tony and like slapped him a little. Like, we don't care about the Kavanaugh hearings, but the moment Tony Bennett touches his cheek to another woman's cheek, we are protesting. We're bringing out the signs. Lady Gaga's phone rings. His cheek <laughs> touched her cheek. Uh, like a massive reprinting of the entire album release. Um, but I wanted to say, Gaga, you know who Gaga and Bradley Cooper remind me of? Who? Remember the like 90s, early 2000s SNL sketch between Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch where they're the lovers in the hot tub and they're just like, lovers. Yes, yes. They're like the two of them, but but not actual lovers. Like the platonic not- version of that. Lady Gaga's entire thing is that like if you asked her about Joanne the restaurant she would tell you about like the passion behind (laughs) the restaurant and like the art behind you know what I mean she like that is her vibe and she found somebody who is like going along Mm -hmm. with that like if you asked her like if she were at Joanne's and she ordered cacio e pepe you're like why'd you get the cacio e pepe she's like well what I've always loved about pepper (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no quite um now I think we should start the show that was a good segment I think I mean, do we have tickets for opening night? Are we sitting in the first row? Do we have the first row, the entire thing to ourselves, and practically the entire theater? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if people listening to this just coincidentally are going to be at the same show as us. You'll hear us. How is that song not out yet? It, it is, is literally insane it's that that so song unfair. is not out. It's so unfair. That song should have come out the minute I knew the part of the shallow that I know. Like, the minute that I somehow memorized the little part of the shallow that I know, the whole song should have dropped. They know that it's going to be a hit. They don't. They know it doesn't need to come out first. They know they don't need the buzz. And it's, again, the two of them being creative monsters where they're like, we have to let people experience this as Roll a whole. Roll out the one whole, song. I mean. Like... Get, no, it's like you it's, get the full, it's the whole package because it's the whole piece of art. You can't just get one snippet. Snippets don't exist in this universe. I'm Italian. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. And PhD in Jewish studies here. So I can tell you everything you need to know about the Divic box. First of all, it's probably fake. It comes from a 2012 movie, The Possession. And Dybbuk boxes aren't real. But Dybbuk's are real. And they're spirits that haunt you and live in people when they're mad about something that happened before they died or after they died or whatever. There's a great movie, The Dybbuk, that talks all about it. There's lots of stories, etc. Anyway, Post Malone is probably okay for now. Phew. Bye. Good form, Bella Thorne. Wow. Second to a rabbi calling in. <laughs> that was great. I'm a PhD I'm a PhD in Jewish history. Perfect. And tonight is Yom Kippur, so like truly the fates align. You can tell that it's Wednesday, not What's Friday. Nice. Have Oops, you seen I the Dybbuk? The the 1937 Yiddish language Polish fantasy drama directed by <laughs> Michael Wazinski? No, but it's on my list now. <laughs> it's 125 minutes long. 
So what she's saying is Post Malone is not cursed. I still think he's cursed. Maybe it's for something else. But but yeah. also, you know, someone else also was like, how do you not know who um, Zach, whatever his name is? Apparently oh, Bilbo he's like, yeah. He's like a bro hero. And I was like, no, I don't traffic in those um, circles. And they were like, no, like people love him. Oh, <laughs> uh, is he like a, like a spooky version of the pickup artist? What's his name? Yeah, he's like Chris Angel, Chris Angel meets but, like yeah. um, Jackass guy. Mm-hmm. Not Johnny Knoxville, but like Bam Margera or something. My name is Zach Bagans. I never believed in ghosts until I came face to face with one. So I set out on a quest to capture what I once saw onto video. Is there anybody here? Hi, Who Weekly. Long-time listener, and I may have called once when I was drunk, but I don't know. Um, But most importantly, I am a long-time writer of the New York to Providence Peter Pan bus line. And I'm calling, hopefully, to provide some insight into who potentially might have been in that video the caller spoke about on last uh, week's episode. So for years, the video has been introduced, safety video has been introduced by Melissa Picknelly, who is the daughter of Peter Picknelly, founder of Peter Pan Bus Line. Now, she was doing this years ago, and so this caller describing a 20-year-old person likely is not Melissa Picknelly. I googled quickly her My Life profile, so she's 54, so though very well-preserved, it's probably not her. But... If I had to guess, I would say it was someone else in the Pignelli family, like a younger generation of Pignelli, a third generation of Pignelli, now being forced to do these insane bus safety videos. Anyway, wanted to help the poor soul who was trying to figure out what was going on with that video. Um, have a great day. Skandra Keens is my fave. You just did a better job than the Peter Pan PR, apparently, of informing us this information. No, it is not. So, what did they say? You. No, it is not. No, it is not. Is this Olivia Culpo? No, it is, no, it is not. I mean, maybe it was Melissa who was responding, uh, but I will say that's an excellent ex- that's an excellent explanation, and um, what a great hypothesis! Because if it's a very like deeply um, family business, of course it stands to reason it'll be it's Melissa's daughter, you know, or someone else's. And I daughter. did find the original safety video mm-hmm. on YouTube, Which... and I was like, this is not the woman that they thought was Olivia Culpo, but this must have been the version before Olivia yeah, Culpo yeah. lookalike took over. Could have been Melissa Picknelly. Hello. My name is Melissa Picknelly, and our family has proudly operated Peter Pan bus lines for over 75 years. On behalf of Peter Pan, we thank you for choosing to ride with us today. That could have been her. Amazing. Let's move on. Let's move on to actual questions. Hey, guys. I am sure that you've gotten so many calls about Maisel post-Emmys. I just got to ask, and I'm not trying to be rude, but I don't know. I probably am being rude. Um... Do you think that show is funny? Because I find it unbearable. Like, it's trying too hard. I tried for three episodes, and I just can't get into it. Like, what's the deal? To me, it was like the Shape of Water of the Emmys, because I also hated Shape of Water. So I guess maybe you can, like, see my taste from there and decide whether or not I'm crazy. But I think I have good taste, because I think you guys are funny. So that's why I'm coming to you. Am I crazy? Is it bad? Thank you so much. Good form, Bella Thorne. Okay, I've never watched Miss Maisel, and you were kind of all over it when the first, when the season for, when the first season came out, and then you stopped talking about it. So my question to you is: Yes, this is well, an interview ended. now. Why did you stop it, talking about it? I didn't stop talking about it. I watched the first season. I liked it, and the second season hasn't come out yet. What do you want me to do? Keep talking about it? I don't know. You were you just weren't as I feel like you're still talking about. 
Love Island, you're still talking about shows that you watch. I'm not still talking about Love Island. I mean, I am still thinking about Love Island, but I'm not still talking about Love Island. Also, Love Island had 45,000 episodes. Do you still... Will, but you will watch Miss Maisel the second season. Of course. And I do like it. I loved Gilmore Girls. I like Bunheads. I like Amy Sherman Palladino. I think the premise of, of Miss Maisel is really good. It's a perfect first season. Do I think it's really easy to have a perfect first season and really easy to have a bad second season? Yes. Mm-hmm. So can this show sus- like sustain that perfect first season vibe? I don't know. Do I think that Amazon maybe paid for some of their Emmys? Yes. Uh, they got so many Emmys and... And they are so rich. And it was just kind of wild that that happened. Mm-hmm. So just Alex saying. Borstein won. Amy Sherman Palladino won. Who else won? Uh, uh, Rachel Brosnahan Oh, Rachel won. Brosnahan. Okay. I will say, though, it is the kind of show that, like, the Academy – what do you call the Emmys Academy? Do they have yeah, an the Academy, Emmys Academy too? Yeah, It's the kind of show that they would love. It, it's, it's, you know, it's classic. It's – it's very classic or whatever. So it's not surprising that they would like it. But also I'm like, Amazon, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because it is really funny. Have you seen the billboards for it all over the place? They're insane. Yeah. Next one. Lindsay, can you believe summer is over? I know. It's so depressing. Did you have a lot of fun this summer? Yeah, because I didn't spend any time on the boring stuff, like uh, getting prescription to my contact lenses, having to renew my contact lenses. I spent the whole summer just having a great time. You just spent it all at the beach, didn't you? I sure did. Um, well, then why was it so easy to get your contacts this summer? Because I use Simple Contacts. Simple Contacts is the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. Take the five-minute Simple Contacts vision test online. It'll be reviewed by a licensed doctor. You'll receive a renewed prescription and you can reorder your contacts. All you need is your current contacts, an internet connection, and 10 feet of space. The simple contacts vision test is self-guided and takes under five minutes. Think about how much time you saved compared to making an appointment, schlepping to the eye doctor, taking time off, etc. It's designed by doctors and licensed ophthalmologists review every test carefully to make sure your eyes look healthy and that your vision hasn't changed. This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. And the vision test is only $20 which is a really good deal. And they have your brands of contacts. You don't have to worry about that. So why don't you head to simplecontacts.com slash who20 to get $20 off your first order of contacts. That's simplecontacts.com slash who20 or enter who20 at checkout for $20 off your first order. Hello. So I have a question. I was wondering, is Issa Rae a who or a them? I feel like she is achieving a lot. She was nominated for an Emmy. I mean, it's a fabulous show on HBO. uh, And she was on Ellen. So, like, those are very demi things. But, like, I don't know. I feel like she's really a them. And, like, I'm, like, me as a black person in the black community, she is a them. She is a legend. She is an icon. But, uh, like, already in her career. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like to white people or, like, just people in general, she's like a who. Like, I don't think she's really a cheap, like, she's not there yet. I don't know. Can you tell me, is she a who or a them? Thanks. So this is complicated because we both love Insecure. We both watch Insecure every week. I feel like we know a lot. Like all of our friends. So watch to it me, she's a them. When I see her, I know she is. Yeah, but all I, all over the place. I think like academically, like if we're going to approach this, I feel like she is a who broadly, and that she needs and and I and only because I don't think 
like HBO shows just aren't super popular. Like they don't have huge audiences. Right. I think you always think, and this is the same as I just said for Marvelous Ms. Maisel or whatever, you think that more people are watching these shows yeah. than are actually watching these mm-hmm. shows just by the nature of the hype and kind of the coverage of these like, shows. Remember how everyone talk, everyone like wrote about girls, but the ratings were like never that good. <laughs> it's just like the only thing everyone is watching on Netflix is Adam Sandler movies, yeah, well, you know, and 13 Reasons Why, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's just like you said about The Leftovers a couple episodes where it's like, is Carrie Coon a them to us? Yes. But like no one watched The Leftovers. Is Issa Rae a them to us? Yes. But no one watches Insecure. Um, I think people watch them. And I think you're right. Like black community, she's definitely a them. She's definitely like a big star. mm -hmm. I do think that like beyond that though, she would have to like, she needs like a big movie or something to like push her. She was really popular even before Insecure because of Awkward Black Girl. Yeah, totally. Like she had a following there, and I think if she's gonna be a them, it needs to be, it needs to be outside HBO. It needs to be like a movie or some sort of network moment. But she is like a themy face, and she's a themy, I don't know, because she's always on the cover of magazines too. Like she gets yeah, really highbrow, really good coverage all the time. It's true. But I think people, by and large, might not know who she is. I definitely think that whatever we're saying is like the next thing and within the next like year, if not less, because I think that she's like on that cuspy yeah. moment where something is definitely in the works to like propel her. It's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find like a, a parallel and I, and I feel like it might be a sort of. The although- parallel is, the parallel is honestly Lena Dunham. I mean, just like Lena Dunham only became like kind of themmy because of her drama, not because of like her work. Yeah. So it's just not hard that to Lisa Ray is going to have a drama, but I'm just saying she's a, she's an HBO auteur. Like she's the writer. She's the star of this show that is not as big as I think it's often felt. Yeah. Um, although it's, it's so good this season. It is. And it's bigger than girls. I'll say that. Who is an actress who kind of had a slow burn and is now everywhere. And I think it's sort of like an Elizabeth Moss thing. Oh, it's definitely it's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss, Moss is a great example. Thing. Oh my, that's a great example. It's an Elizabeth Moss thing, but Issa does more. So, so in that way, it's more of a Lena Dunham thing or like a, but it's like, you know, she does more. Her name is on the show. Uh, she gets a producer credit. So like she has more more of a stake. She has more creative control. And so in that sense, it's more than Elizabeth Moss. But in terms of like trajectory, I think it's an Elizabeth Mossian moment. Or like if she gets her the next show. Because, you know, Elizabeth Moss has 100 shows. Issa Rae will do another show and then she'll become a them. Moving so on. Uh, next up. Oh, God. This call. Hello. Um, I'm wondering who these people are in the Share SOS video. Like obviously podcast namesake Betty who is in it and then there's that girl from from looking um but I just feel like with the videos like boys and nice or what and that like weird Adam Levine and Cardi B song uh are we supposed to know all these people uh, thank you. Great video. Shares SOS video. Also great song. Oh my god, it's so good. It's really good. Like every I love... version share releases of this Abbas of this off this Abba album is like unbelievably good. God, I I I just I forgot how much I love share production. <laughs> yeah. Like share production is so specific and like bordering on extra, but like just enough. Yeah, but you know the share production and the Abba. Like oh, it's perfect. Yeah, right. Abba Ove it's are the perfect, perfect fit. to go it's together. The it's like fit. two like extra type of like 
music and sound, and it, hers doesn't ruin theirs, and theirs doesn't. Oh my god, ruin you're hers. so right. Like, you're so right. They amazing. they they work together beautifully, and that's not even an exaggeration. But this video sort of came out of nowhere. Suddenly, like Cher keeps. I love Cher, especially we were talking about Robin. Cher was like, "I'm doing an ABBA album," and then she's like, "Here it is." <laughs> you know, like yeah. she doesn't no, fuck truly. around in the way yeah. that a lot of artists do. Um, and I think that's just kind of because she's so old school and such a workhorse. Also, I appreciate Cher, like, kind of just outsourcing this specific video, like, out mm-hmm. of her. She was just like, I'm not going to be in this one. I was in the last one. I'm all good. Uh, someone do this. Get someone, someone, do this. get someone to do this. And then so she found literally, like, a gay influencer <laughs> on the internet to, like, take this from God, her. I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. This gay influencer. Let's get to him last. First. However you feel about him, you have to admit it's the kind of, like, wonderful. an amazing connection. The video is, and, like, also for her to just, like, find this person is perfect because this is, like, the kind of... It's, like, a perfect match for them, too. <laughs> Come on. It really is. Okay, so... Okay. Shares video. Who are these people? The answer is mostly no one. They're just models. Well, they're mostly models, models. and they're mostly friends of the director, which is what mm-hmm. I've kind of deciphered by going through oh, each yeah. of them. They're, they're... Um, but who are the standouts? Speaking of who, Betty Who, yes, she is like the star of this. What I love about Betty Who is that she's a perfect mix also between Abba and Cher. She's very tall. She's very striking. She's very They put her camp. in a blonde wig. She looks like an Abba like relative, but she also looks like Cher. It's like Cher meets Abba. It's honestly perfect. Yeah. She's also like gay as hell. Not she is not. She's straight, but like she's like gay aesthetic, gay aesthetic, gay aesthetic. Definitely an ally. I will say that. Okay. Well, clearly, her whole career is an ally. Like, her, yeah, everything is allyship. My, the, we interviewed I feel her. So she's bad. lovely. We were talking about this. I feel so bad for Betty Who because she recorded that version of "Things Keep Getting Better" for Queer Eye that it doesn't exist anywhere outside the video. I thought it was going to be on the show. It's not on the show. It just exists in this weird video. Okay. But it's fine because she she gets her she she knows her audience also and gets herself involved in all of the like things that her audience loves, including a video for Cher's ABBA cover. Like, are you kidding Talk me? About a workhorse. It's a perfect like fit. if there is yeah. a gay event, bet, get Betty Who on the horn and she will come and she will support She's there. you. She's already she there. She's you. pouring drinks at the bar. Are you kidding? She was there. She will yesterday. bring her bag filled with rainbow flags and she will be like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Her go bag. She has a go bag. Her version of a go bag is like. An Essentia bottle and 30 rainbow flags. She's got it. And like one wig. This wig. I like this wig though. It's a good I wig. like this Who wig. else? Rumor like Willis. Wig. Yes, that's Rumor Willis. She's in it. Why? Because she's friends with Jake Wilson. And she's um Demi Moore and Bruce Willis's daughter, oh, of in course. case you forgot. Yes. Trace Lissette. Let's go like other people that we knew going into this. Trace Lissette. Um Actress, actress on from Transparent. Transparent. Speaking of Transparent, uh, what else is she? Uh, she's a model. She's been appearing. She's very like. Uh, she's very politically active. So she's. You see her as like an activist and like making statements on Twitter a lot. But she's also a model and an actress, mm-hmm. and she's very good. Mm-hmm. People love her. I love her. Um, mm-hmm. Great subplot on Transparent. Um, who else did we know? Oh, Lauren Weedman, who is on the who far left Lauren of this Weedman? picture. She was, did you watch Looking? She was the best friend of Oh yeah, I like Mus- her. of Dom on Looking. Like she was her. I like her a lot. She she deserved a spin-off, but like if we said no one watches Insecure and Girls, oh boy. Like one tenth of that watched Looking. But again, a good show. So them I didn't know heart. who this was before, but I was looking up a few of them, and the woman whose name is 
Sass Goldberg. She is like a theater person, and she's married to um, Aaron Zweit. Zweit? How do you pronounce oh, his I, last I, I, name? Zweit. I have no Zweit idea. Zweit or whatever. Zweit? I don't Anyways, know what it is. We, we love to pronounce things wrong, as you know. So whatever. She's She was like, she is in theater, and she's married to him. Mm-hmm. And, so, and everyone else is kind of a model. And then you have... Uh, our favorite person in this lineup, who oh. is her name is Shirley Grajada Pennington, and I literally could not find her anywhere. And then found her personal Facebook, oh, yeah. uh, and she wrote, "Today is the day I can share what I have in common with Cher. I made a cameo in Cher's new video. Here's the portion I'm in." Smiley face. Thank you to Donnie's friend Jake Wilson. So I wonder if her son it's knows her son. Jake. It sounds like it's yeah. her son. <laughs> Thank you to my Donnie's friend Jake Wilson, who directed me in the music video and asked me to be in it. The video is about women empowering each other. You can watch the whole video on YouTube, spelled with a big U. <laughs> this is a wonderful experience. The girls were beautiful. Hard eye, hard eye, oh, hard I eye. So she's her. literally the most iconic person. She is. Everyone else, like a model. Their Instagram bios are like links to their modeling agencies. And then we have, dum dum dum, Jake Wilson. Mm-hmm. Jake Wilson yes. is... Uh, Lindsay put it best. He's a gay influencer. That's his job. So he did he did the new rules gay version. But I think it was not even just that he did like a gay parody video. He took like new rules had a very specific. It was all women. It was like done a specific way. Mm-hmm. He changed the like he he went with the shtick. It wasn't just like California boys. I think he took it one step further in like in like creativities. He's just sort of like a YouTuber. So he does bits and like comedy too on his youtube but not a ton new rules was his most recent viral thing my favorite thing about his version of new rules is that it's it's the boy version or like the gay version but it's also only a third of the song which i yes (laughs) which i thought was like extra gay like thinking that just because you showed up and are like shirtless then you only have to put in a third of the work it's honestly (laughs) genius because it's like imagine having to like choreograph and do the whole thing it's like guys we i because you have to convince your friends to do it too i mean this was a whole production a whole day like everybody went to palm everyone went to palm springs to relax and he was like no we're doing a thing like here's the thing here's what you do here's what i do and you're like i just want we are filming one one minute and, and 20 swim. seconds of the Dua Lipa video. <laughs> and we are going to be shirtless in it. I also love my favorite thing about LA. This Jake Wilson just points out everything about Jake Wilson is is what I imagine LA to be, which is that it's just a lot of gay people with no jobs filming videos and then occasionally running into share and then getting a job out of it. <laughs> I so I cannot confirm or deny that. Point is, the video's good. Next call. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, medium time, medium time. I uh, just saw on Twitter that apparently it's Tigan, not Tegan, and Grandy, not Grande. And uh, what do we, what do we even do with this knowledge? Uh, okay, good form, Bella Thorny. <laughs> I love that joke at the end. Wow. Good joke. So yeah, so Chrissy Teigen like retweeted something and was like, actually, it's Tigan, but like I stopped um, correcting people a long time ago. Crazy. That really does blow my mind. Also, the Grande thing is funny because it was Ariana Grande like kind of in doing an interview and saying her, talking about her grandfather mm-hmm. and his last name, Grandy. And the best part about that story, which I will play a clip of right here, is that guess who changed their last name to Grande? That your name is not Chrissy Teigen, it's actually Tigan, it and that everyone's been pronouncing story it. story is Ariana. Ariana Grandy? That's way bigger. That's where it came from. Two big stories. Oh, I know. Me. My grandpa said Grandy. So should we all be saying Grandy? Well, my brother kind of changed it to Grande because, like, Grandy was kind of like the, like, I guess Americanized version of it, you know? Like, oh. made it more, like, 
you know, chill, like whatever. And then my brother was like, we should say Grande. It's so fun to like say it. It's like funny. It's like a funny name. So Chrissy Teigen, Ariana Grande, next call. Kristen Cavallari. We can never pronounce I'm that never right. Gonna say, I can't do that name. So you're just not going to talk about how Slick Woods went into labor at Rihanna's lingerie line fashion show? Okay. So she went into labor at a fashion show. <laughs> You literally just said the full story. It's like, so you're not going to talk about the full story? It's like, that was the full story. Thank you. Who is Slick Woods? Slick Woods is a model. She's very unique because she's uh, five foot tall. She's very short, um, but she's got like an amazing look. Uh, she got well known because of the Yeezy campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, she was discovered by another model. Uh, like kind of she was like having kind of a rough time. Mm-hmm. And another model discovered her and was like, wow, your look is insane. Uh, and and then mm. cut two years later, she was modeling in Rihanna's like lingerie line. Yeah, Rihanna loves her. Uh, and she was pregnant and she went to labor. And she's having the baby of another model, a different model, hot, a really hot model. Yeah, they're both just hot. Um, what else is there to know about these two? Or just I was looking for I was looking for like some other fun stuff about them. And it's kind of like more just inspiring or mm-hmm. whatever. I do like her her caption it says a look 14 hours of labor and a king is born this is the face of a woman in labor so it's like a picture of her like pregnant in like lingerie (laughs) (laughs) like we hold shit down most of us don't even know how much we're going through i'm here to say i can do whatever the fuck i want whenever the fuck i want and so can you and it's like great i mean literally like woman's in labor walking down the runway rihanna literally can't buy um publicity like this for shit um it's amazing next call Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. So um, I was thinking about your recent segment on missing celebrities. So this is definitely in a different category from someone who's like in hiding from the um, Chinese tax authorities. But I was wondering if you could figure out where Allison Williams is. Like she doesn't seem to exist anymore. She hasn't like posted on her Instagram in months. I did a deep dive, like, went to her assistant's profile, like, hasn't posted anything with her in months. Um, like, where, like, where is she? Like, should we be worried? Where is she? I mean, probably in Connecticut is the answer, but anyway, should we be worried? Yummy Pops Carjo. Probably in Connecticut is the answer to this, but. I was actually worried when I heard this call. I was like, wait, you're right. Oh, where too. is Allison Williams? Lindsay texted me this call and was like, Allison Williams is missing. <laughs> and then found her last Instagram caption was in May. And I was immediately, I mean, this is how gullible I am. I'm not even sure if it's just gullibility or laziness. But I was like, yep, she's missing. We have to find her. I, 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 I cannot believe that Allison Williams is missing. This is my new This is my new passion, finding Allison Williams. And then immediately it was like, oh, wait, found her. <laughs> I found her. I'm sorry. I would have, I mean, I don't want her to be missing, but I could have, I would have loved to have drawn this out more. I but I mystery. literally like found her very easily, meaning like she is not out and about. And yes, you haven't heard from her in a while. I think the last like thing she was busy doing was like get out promo. Mm-hmm. And then she was Props doing, to her like, for yeah. like disappearing so effectively. I felt like she was inescapable, and now I'm like, where is she? You know. If you're Allison Williams, I don't think it's hard to disappear. Okay, wow. So she, I found her um, caller. She was at New York Fashion Week. She attended the Ralph Lauren. Uh, Lauren, sto- don't forget show. Lauren. Speaking of last names, the Ralph Lauren, <laughs> the Ralph Lauren show, yeah. um, alongside Gigi Hadid, uh, Kaya Gerber, 
And so she's in the Daily Mail. It says, classic, colon, Allison Williams, 30, chose a black silky dress with a ball gown skirt. She wore her short locks combed back. And there is a photo of her, proof that she's alive. So Looks worry great. not, she's here. My favorite thing is that, like, Fon Bing Bing goes missing and the world freaks out. Allison Williams goes missing and we're like, we don't even notice. Like one person's like, where the fuck is Allison Williams? <laughs> Thank God for the hotline. I'm just glad that she's okay. Me too. And I'm sure, as the caller said, the answer really is Connecticut. Everywhere else, she's just in Connecticut. And I think with that, we're done, right? I think with that, we've covered a lot today. Covered so much. A lot of stars born. A lot of stars born. Got to cut that down. A lot of Jake Wilson. A lot of Jake Wilson. Got to cut that a down. Lot of Allison, just the right amount of Allison Williams, though, I would say. Just the right amount. We f- she was missing and we found her. <laughs> Don't thank me. I love a full story in the span of one response. We get the full story. She was missing. She was found. We're good. We can end the podcast. We found Allison Williams, and that means our work is done for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Where in the World is Allison Williams? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a joy to find Allison Williams for you. We will be ending this podcast after Where in the episode. World is Allison Williams? <laughs> Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And thank you to Cadence13. Buy stuff from our sponsors because they're great. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. I'm very Italian. I'm very Italian. I'm really Italian. Actually, I'm fully Italian. (laughs) I'm Italian.